This is Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities taking a look at the wheat markets for Friday, March 22nd. Well, the wheat markets yesterday firm throughout the session in a fairly quiet type of trading day, but we saw that Minneapolis was not the leader yesterday. Kansas City and Chicago both up a couple, whereas Minneapolis was down fractionally. So again, it was a fairly quiet day, but the market just continuing to very slowly continue to work its way higher from the lows that were put in here a couple weeks ago. Not with a lot of energy, but still at least they're just slowly moving away from that kind of washout type of trade. We've got uh, plantings and stocks report out next Friday. We'll get a, a better look at the winter wheat plantings, although they'll probably be pretty much in line with where the the, the estimate was here a couple months ago. But this will give us a look at spring wheat, corn, soybeans, Although this number, I think, will be taken with a grain of salt as we look at the massive flooding going on around the eastern Nebraska, western Iowa, and the broader region that that obviously is going to delay plantings. And that might push more acres into soybeans rather than corn. In the northern plains, you're going to be looking at delayed plantings there as well as, you know, still quite a bit of snow on the ground. It's been cold. Got some flooding going on there too. So it's uh, the market's getting more and more concerned about delayed plantings and what that means for the you know the broader grain complex. We did have the export sales report yesterday for wheat 437,000 tons. That was in the middle of the range of estimates from three to 650,000 tons. Hard red winter wheat made up the bulk of that. 41% went to hard red winter wheat at 181,000 tons. 26 percent went to spring wheat at 113,000 tons and 22 percent went to soft red at 95,000 tons. White wheat made up 38,000, Durham was 10,000. In corn 916,000 tons, that was right in the middle of the range of estimates. And soybeans 336, that was well below, that was like half of the low end of the range of estimates. So we didn't get the China purchases that many in the trade had presumed would show up in this export sales report. Now, the other getting back to the flooding issue going on in the Midwest, not only is it about planting delays and per, perhaps prevent plant or just shifting crops, it's also about uh, grain that's stored on those farms. We're hearing numerous reports about grain seeping into the grain bin, or excuse me, water seeping into the grain bins and swelling the grain kernels, of course, and breaking open the grain bins. So we're losing production. If, if that water gets in there, that grain is contaminated and it's not fit for use for anything. But the same also goes for the ag bags that are laying on the ground. Certainly they would be uh, exposed and potential damage there as well. So there's, it's a, it's a big area. Eastern Nebraska, Western Iowa, this is major corn and bean production area. And the, the lot of grain is stored on the ground or is in storage because prices have been so poor and um, it looks like that we could be losing a fair amount of, of stocks as we speak. So we got that coupled with delayed plannings. All of a sudden the market's taking on just, just a different tone to it. We have the rumors that China is perhaps buying a huge amount of corn that's been floating around for a while. The basis has bumped up for corn, but it's hard to really get a handle on what's driving the basis. You know, we've got massive transportation delays and, and uh, snafus, not only on the rivers, but also on rail lines. Uh, many of the rail lines either blocked or, or 
at it being threatened so you're not able to use those lines uh, you know drain guys have, have resorted to trucking but obviously that slows the process down significantly and this is going to continue for a while you know we're looking at the flooding up in the the northern part of uh, the Midwest, well, eastern Nebraska, uh, western Iowa, that's, I suppose, the, that's the central plains, central Midwest, but that flood, flooding waters is going to move on down south. It's going to continue to wreak havoc, especially on the rivers and barge traffic. In the northern plains, you know, we're hearing about forecasts calling for more rain and more rain across the Midwest as well, and, and that's in the longer range forecast. So this just... You know, it's it's not boding well. If you could get a week or two, pre- preferably two, where you allow the waters to recede and, and move on down before you get deluge with rain, obviously it's a much better situation. But I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, the forecast would suggest you're going to get rain on top of already these flooding waters, and they're talking unprecedented. So you know, this has brings up memories of 1993, perhaps where it was it was bad it was just rampant everywhere floodwaters for months sat there um, so we're we're looking at the potential for you know uh, production or or storage losses in corn and beans primarily we're looking at slowdowns in transportation rates basis going up uh, we're, we're seeing a lot more demand for wheat for feeding and that's primarily because they can't get corn into those feed areas. And this is generally in the southern and central plains. So there's a lot going on in the grain complex, a lot of shifting and disruptions to the, the normal flow, the normal pattern. And keeping a handle on it gets a little challenging at times. But the bottom line is you're looking at an extended period of flooding that's going to slow down barge traffic and rail traffic. And it's going to shift demand from corn over to, to wheat, at least in the, the cattle feeding area. At the same time, you're hearing reports of China ramping up uh, demand for U.S. corn. Now that depends, all depends on how the the negotiations proceed. And this threat that the U.S. has imposed kind of out of the blue that they're going to keep the tariffs on just to make sure that China remains in compliance would seem to me to be like shooting yourself in the foot. Why would China even agree in the first place if there's no promise that we're going to remove the tariff? That's the whole point of the negotiations is to remove the tariffs. So if we say, you know, even with an agreement that we're going to keep in place to make sure that they comply, where's the incentive for China to agree in the first place or to comply in the second place if there's no benefit to them? So I'm not quite understanding the reasoning behind that. But tariffs in the long run are not an effective negotiating tool anyway, and it's going to cost the consumer. At the end of the day, it's going to be much more expensive to the consumer. For any product you want to talk about that moves back and forth between the U.S. and China, it just increases the cost to the U.S. consumer, which takes money away from other things that they could be buying or doing with it. But that's uh, that's the situation that we're in, and uh, at this point, it, there's there's a lot of talk about progress being made in the in the negotiations, but we don't see anything concrete yet. The market is ever hopeful, and there's just been lots of rumors floating around about massive increase in purchases of, of U.S. ag products, but you have to question how that happens as well. Where's China going to put it, number one? And is it a, a yearly thing? I mean, they're saying it's going to be annual, but, you know, tripling your imports of, of a of an industry's products every year 
um, for for their every year on out is is I think pretty difficult to envision. But we're, even just to get the the negotiations progressing and get the tariffs removed would be a big bonus. So we'll see where that all takes us. We just again we just don't have anything concrete that we can point to and say this is going to be the thing that pushes this market higher. In the meantime, getting back to wheat, uh, we're looking at you know decent moisture available to the plains and southern plains. Crops would be breaking dormancy by now in the central plains. It's going to be a slow spring and a late spring, but I would think that the crops should look pretty decent as we get a, a better look at it and get the weekly reports coming in April. If you have any questions, feel free to call me at 1-800-888-9843. This has been Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities.